0: everybody and welcome to the first four or more uh, first four or more that show you probably never heard of where we talk about the first four episodes of a show it's and been then a people while are interested we'll keep going wasn't so popular so we just stuck with the album reviews but then um then let's uh what's the show we're talking about today
1: um today we're doing uh, when they see us um which is a, a netflix um original kind of series or whatever
0: mini series so it came out yesterday when we're recording this today it is the 8th of june so i believe it came out yesterday
1: yeah
0: and uh my name is holden stefan roy
1: i am your lady friend bonnie and i
0: was uh looking into what albums we were gonna review and all the normal normal and then mr jonathan barnes appeared in the comments and said you should check out this show uh i love to hear what you think about it and then something to the effect of if i could get through all four episodes without crying I would be a bigger man than him so that was that's what I went in with I was like I'm not gonna cry fuck that shit I don't know I didn't know what I was getting into either I didn't really look into it much yeah I opened up I uh,
1: kind of went in blind as well
0: yeah I said to Bonnie I'm gonna talk about this Jonathan Barnes says it's gonna be next level like subject matter wise so we should discuss it Mm -hmm. and then uh, opened up Netflix right there in the front fucking page there it was so I hit play Bonnie had no idea Um, and then we just started watching and holy fuck like I'll be honest, I got through the first episode with tears, without tears, but like.
1: You know I did not. I got through <laughs> nothing, not like. All right. Like any amount of time without any tears, I'm going to cry on this episode.
0: So <laughs> I don't. We don't really have like a formal structure here. Allow me to just break down a timeline. It is currently 5:25 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, right before bed yesterday, we watched episode one. Around noon, we blitzed it. And it took took it took a while. It's like almost four hours at that point, um, and then maybe even a
1: little bit more because I think some of the episodes are like a minute, like five or an well, hour. It was like, like hour twenty hours. That's
0: what I'm saying yeah. today. About four hours, uh, and then while the emotions are all still raw, we haven't even had a chance to digest or think. Here we are talking to you on uh, the internet about this show. So I figure we just kind of run through the episodes and spoiler alert, there's going to be spoilers because I don't even know how to do this kind of thing without being a spoiler sport. But um yeah. honestly, don't watch this if you haven't seen it yet unless you have no intentions of watching it and you're using us to uh cut down on the time, which if you are, I'd love to know in the comments. Um, Anyway.
1: It's worth watching. We'll tell you now.
0: Yeah, so in the first episode, it starts off and you kind of get introduced to the different characters. And I'd like to just state all of the names now because they're fucking very respectful but i'd also like to just point out the age of all of them at the point of the first episode so we have yusuf salam and if i say anything wrong sorry he's 15 and tron uh, McRae, he's 15 raymond santana he's 14 kevin richardson he's 14 and Corey wise he's 16 um of this squad i believe yusuf and corey are the only two who know each other yeah and so you're introduced kind of in that way where your four separate little vignettes are going on and the different characters being brought in we know the year is 1989 and uh
1: April yeah 19th
0: they're rolling on through and there's some chaos going on it's not like super clear what's happening
1: yeah like, you're just seeing, like, a bunch of kids running, and you're not really sure what's going on, and people are joining, but you're not really sure, like, why? Or, like, is, are there riots? Like, what's happening?
0: And then, uh, Corey is on a, a little date with his little girlfriend, and Yusuf and his buddies bang on the glass, come, 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 and she's like, don't go, stay with me. Women tend to know things. Um, and then he goes, and they go into, like, the park place, and... Anyway, they stumble across this woman who is all like destroyed and shit, and just lying there. And there's a whole bunch of chaos going around, and it's just almost like they all just kind of arrive around the same point. I don't even know if they were all saw the body or anything. Like I don't really. I, I think know. it was. It was, the, was I think
1: ca- it was somebody that got beat up. I don't think it was. A, I don't. Well,
0: uh, well, okay, because it's kind of like hazy for me. This part of it, it was very hectic. But you know that you saw this person. The cops arrive. Uh one of them i believe it's kevin gets smashed in the head with a helmet from the cops as they're getting arrested yeah and so it's just a little bit hectic anyway they end up somehow coming up and but yeah so they they just kind of stumble they're all in the area of this woman who has been unfortunately raped by somebody and in this night as we've come i find out uh, later on it was, or right away it was just a bunch of teenagers like a large group and there were crimes being committed and people were kind of being assaulted so in this rugamaru what was known to the police and shit is a bunch of black or ethnic kids was running around and then all five of these boys were just kind of innocuously and innocently in the area and then the next thing you know they're all getting kind of arrested and picked up i think maybe a couple at the point uh, of it and then they get a list of names um they go and pick up yusuf they're kind of like casing the area and then and
1: and cory and cory goes along um
0: just to like show support like he just
1: he's not on the list but He just goes to, like, help out his friend, and he's going to stick with his friend.
0: And so, yeah, like, and you just see him, and you just, like, know that that's kind of, like, a bad idea. But he kind of gets into the car, and then they go down. But, like, none of these kids have any idea what the fuck's happening, right? And they're all young. um, And then the cops just kind of end up bringing them all into separate rooms, except for Corey. Corey's just kind of on a bench waiting, because at this point, he's nothing's going on with him um one of them i don't remember if if it's yusuf or antron or one of them has an id that is says he's legally 16 so they treat him a certain way even though he's actually 15 and it's a fake id and you just start watching as like the cops start to brutally like terrorize these kids like at yeah. first at first nothing's going on right at first they're all just kind of sitting there like they've been picked up yeah but then you like flip over and there's blonde chick lawyer lady and other chick lawyer lady um or i don't know i think one's a lawyer and one's an investigator and then there's just everybody looking at these maps and trying to case together what's going on because they are uh, there was a rape that occurred mm-hmm. and it is a serious situation and
1: they're uh, just putting the blame onto these <clears throat> kids
0: well like there was almost like a deliberate choice at a certain point where these five kids who they had or whatever or four kids i guess who don't know each other right that's something that we might not have mentioned this is going to be all over the place uh they don't know each other these four kids the only ones who know each other like i said are cory and yusuf so four strangers kind of brought together and then they have like these maps and shit and they're looking at it and i feel like they were all just from different areas and have their own little unique timelines in the police's eyes and then all of a sudden they decided we got these five kids or four kids they're all black uh or one's hispanic sorry um and uh yo that they're not they're not just like witnesses that's our people like they just just decided yeah and you find out a little bit later on that it has everything to do with internal office politics and like kiss-ass efforts and shit. Like it's
1: such, it just comes at such like a stupid fucking cost.
0: It's like they, and like, as they on the lawyer timeline and like the the police side of things go over the next like day or two um they decide instantly that these kids did it and then all of a sudden they're like handcuffing them to like chairs and shit and remember their ages all of them but Corey, all of them that are getting interrogated at this point are under the age of 16 which means if i'm not mistaken you can uh, because i'm not really that familiar with new york law but you can't be tried as an adult
1: but uh, I think it's also that you need to have a parent present. Right. I think that's like a pretty
0: like So like all of that pretty big deal. Because you're not like adult yet, like you're you're still a kid in the eyes of the law. And so they start like terrorizing these kids and asking them questions and they're like saying shit like what's a rape? I don't I don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never like you know like you can just tell that like it was just coercion, right? Like
1: like they didn't understand what they were saying.
0: And uh, yeah, like... the next, you know, they just start pressuring them and pressuring them. And then the varying parents start to, like, show up and intervene in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. I don't remember which ones it was. Somebody's.
1: It was ant- Antron's.
0: Antron's dad? Yeah. Antron's dad is a particular highlight here. Just to show, like, the level of police fuckery that was going on. It was like the cops submitted a mission, and they needed to get testimony of the kids because they had no evidence. That's something we forgot. So there's this lack of evidence, right? And then and you got to keep in mind, this is a true story. Because, man, it's it's real shit. Like, this isn't some fu- fake shit that went on. Like, yeah. it actually happened like this. So to coerce these teenagers into corroborating that they were guilty of this rape situation so that police people could get promotions and shit and look real fire in the eyes of everybody and the
1: woman, um, her name is Trisha Mellie? Is that blonde one or other one? No, the, the one who got raped Oh. Um, like she, like you know, she was like hanging on, you know, like she was in critical condition, like so nobody in, like, was sure, coma. like like if she had like died, like then it would have also been like murder, and you know, at okay. this point it was attempted murder, which which is, ugh, it's just terrible. Like these are huge, huge like
0: charges charges
1: against like these kids, and, and then, with like, uh, with no proof.
0: Then they like get them out to like write up these like statements if i'm not mistaken they do all this writing and you watch as each version of it they're not they're just saying oh so you saw so and so like hold her down right yeah yeah so and so held her down yeah that's what's like, up
1: keeps, like they're just making up they're agreeing with them like they're just because they were told like they could you know if you just give us a statement you can you're gonna be free you can, go, you can home. go
0: home they didn't necessarily say you'll be free they said you can go home now you have to understand um this is like kind of they're not lying but they're also not being completely truthful these police officers i'm like I mean the police are just kind of sneaky and shit I remember one time I was 18 years old or 17 or 18 I remember and I was working at a video store and we got I got held up right some dudes busted in and like jacked some shit I firmly remember buddy stumbling over the counter I find that to be a humorous part of the story because it's, it's kind of funny if you're trying to rob a store and you fall over it, it's, it's, it's funny still about a week two weeks go by and the next thing you know the cops is like asking me to like come in and and have a little conversation about some shit you know i thought whatever whatever i go down and the next thing you know they're basically trying to get me to say anything that is incriminatory or whatever it was fucking weird it was like all of a sudden i'm some suspect motherfucker and they they didn't really investigating they were just like reaching for straws but it was almost like they were like pressuring you to just come up with any kind of fabrication if you want to go home or whatever now i was a grown-up and completely innocent and you know it's a very different circumstance than 89 and whatnot so i can't Well, my whole point is I understood actually what it feels like to be kind of sitting in a room and having these cops staring at you and realizing if you say the wrong fucking thing or whatever, you have no idea when you're going to get let go. And I was only in the room for 90 minutes and I chicken shit it out and I was fucking scary. And thank God I didn't say anything stupid, you know? So I was while I'm watching these kids sitting there, I'm thinking about that experience. And this is like amplified by like a gajillion bajillion. Right. Like this is some fuckery. Right. Because we're not talking about theft of a fucking video so we're talking about rape serious violent fucking crimes and shit and the cops have them like handcuffed they don't let them go to the bathroom they don't let them eat they don't don't let let them sleep sleep. we're talking like
1: like they
0: don't tell their parents so the parents you kind of cut to them all worrying and shit and then all of a sudden, like, they have these big old paper notes of these stories and whatever. And then they're trying to get everybody to sign it. Like, yo, if you sign it, which is basically signing a motherfucking confession. Now, what you realize as you're watching this is that none of these kids understand what the fuck the implications of a rape is. No. Nobody explained the charges. That we involved here and that it gets worse right because if you think this is bad it gets fucking worse right because of the four kids that they had or whatever all of their parents come and shit they go home because they were being processed but what about i'm like there, there were different stories right so we'll get to that because antron's story like we were saying is kind of fucked up right so antron's dad kind of like walks in hmm. right not the mom the mom's for or she was there too, she was there too. so the mom's there and then they kind of like trying to coerce him into talking they're like this is bullshit can't you hear what the fucking kid is saying blah 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 and then they ask the mom to leave and then they kind of like go outside and they pull the dad to the side and they're like look you got this nice little job here right and he's like yeah yeah i'm a good citizen now I do my shit you know proper and they're like Listen, does your uh, boss know that you used to be a convict? Does your boss know that shit? You know, how would that go down, right? And they basically are like, uh, if you do not tell your son to cooperate with us, then you will, in fact, basically uh, lose your job. And your entire credibility and blah blah blah. So then, daddy goes back in and tells his kid to cooperate with the cops for the sake of the family. The cops will do anything to destroy us all, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's completely self-serving. Like you know, this guy is not really caring about his son so much as his own ass in this moment, which is very unfortunate. Yeah and then he gets all mad when the kid's like but i'm, I'm not gonna lie i don't want to lie this is wrong and then anyway he ends up agreeing and again the cops are leading him on like so kevin this that, the next thing one of the moms and do you remember which one uh i think maybe it was yusuf's mom gets him out of yeah. there before he signs a paper And he's completely clear. The rest of the three kids, Raymond, uh, he signs the paper because he's been pressured there too. And again, these kids don't know each other, right? So they're hearing this whole, like, fucking story told through the cops. This guy snitching on you. This guy's confessing on you. And then there's always, the they all had a good cop, bad cop moment too, where the good cop guy comes in and basically, and it's just like textbook bullshit manipulation tactics on yeah. these teenagers. Anyway, you were gonna say something?
1: Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. But yeah, I mean it it was it was pretty brutal watching it and you're just like these kids are suffering and um, you know they get they're scared shitless they're terrified like they don't even understand what happened and so they're just making stuff up to like appease the cops like they're like well where did this happen in the park and like one points to like a map and it's completely like not in like the same area at all where the rape happened and like just things like that and like they they just like or it's just so obvious like, that they had no idea what was going on.
0: Or like I think it was like Yusuf is like, yeah, like uh, I, I we did the rape, but like I didn't do it. I pretended. I wasn't like the other guys. I just pretended to do the rape. Or like it was this. That no,
1: no, wasn't Yusuf. That was um Kevin. I
0: okay. Think. E- either way, um, it, it's, hard, it's sorry. It's hard to keep track of it all. It took a couple of episodes to fully map out everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah like and then you just kind of watch all the parents get them out and stuff but then um little Corey's just sitting there and then they're going over all of the stories and they realize that all of the nobody confesses to anything everybody just implicates everything else nothing matches up they realize that i mean this is the cop's they realize that the water tower and shit isn't in there is not in is like a reference point it's at the wrong spot in reference to the water tower all sorts of craps going on and they realize they have nothing yeah,
1: their story is like very flawed and but, very like just doesn't make sense
0: and you can watch the, like the lawyer lady kind of being like yo these are obviously not our kids this is not right but then cop lady or i'm gonna call Blanche a cop lady she's just like you know what we need to get the win. doesn't really matter. It's going to be like this. And then for the rest of it, you just watch her start pitching the idea to people like they're already guilty and just applying this spin so that it's almost like everybody's looking for it. There's some sock that gets found with semen in it and like that that
1: gets hidden, like that doesn't get that doesn't get told
0: like until like
1: they're in court.
0: Which is in the second episode but whatever. And then like all this shit's just going on. And then little Corey wise is just kinda sitting there and then they realize they have this extra kid who's friends with the next one there. So they just kind of grab him. They start beating the shit out of him and basically are like, yo, you're just going to confess and you're going to like tell us what the fuck happened and make sure to put the right location. Right. So they almost like that's what's going on. You they have, have to, to do fix it.
1: their problem.
0: And they basically are like, you have to do it. We need to find a person and whatever. And you got to realize, Corey was innocent as fuck in all regards. He wasn't even on a list or anything. He just went along because he wanted to make sure his friend was okay. Mm -hmm. Right? You just see that loyalty in him. He's just sitting there. He fell asleep and everybody kind of forgot about little Corey. And then the cop just beats the shit out of him. And then something we come to see is Corey... Might I don't know how to say this politely. He's not the smartest tool in the shed yeah. in regards to his understanding of things. Like, we thought f- we come to find he's out, he's a
1: good kid and he he cares about people. You can but you like, get to know that, but. he
0: he can't read as an example, yeah. it's something we'll find out later on. But it's worth thinking about at this point when you know that, right? Because they make him write out this confession, they make him sign it, then they coach him through this video thing where he says noteworthy things like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is my first time ever being like excessive towards a woman. Yeah, yeah um, uh, you know, you know. This is my, my first, first rape. rape. This is my first rape. I promise, I'm never gonna do a rape again. And like the way he's saying it, but right? He
1: doesn't know what he's saying. It,
0: it kind of sounds almost like he he like threw a ball through a window or some shit like in his mind it doesn't equate that rape is what it is and that there's charges or like for the spanish kid it's like they tell the dad and shit like or one of the dads that you're gonna son is gonna be allowed to go home As long as like he, uh, oh no, this was again antron's dad. He's like, yeah, your son will be allowed to go home if he admits to rape, and like he's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense because the cops told him that shit, right? And they just trusted the police that this was fine for some reason. I
1: think also that they they're weary, being you know these black kids in the hands of these white cops, being you know with these crazy charges, and then he's just like, you know what? It's better to just go along with it than to you know for my kids to get hurt kind of like i think there's also that thought behind it but i don't know in like a weird
0: way it's almost like you you can kind of see how the cops exploit the ignorance yeah,
1: absolutely. on purpose
0: strategically break yep. it down like i mean like you look at it like, like today benefit. and now and you think about it like today and now and it's like how the fuck would you like you admit to rape you're done like, you can't put that shit on camera. You were so cautious today. But, like, back then, it's almost like little Corey didn't even know what he was saying. And you see him sitting there with his little Pepsi can. And it's almost like they baited him into like this comfortable like setting and let him go and let him incriminate himself. But all things considered, you have him. And so everyone else is, like, pointing fingers. He's like, yeah, I just did the rape. I did it. And it's like the way he says it, it's just like, oh, man, I was... It hit me really hard and then it really did i just i could it's like the kind of thing where like i I mean it's not even been a day but i can't stop like thinking about it as it is like races through my mind and you just process that overall what the cops have done in the course of two days is took a bunch of kids who don't know each other and created this story where they all collectively raped and then you see almost at the end of the episode they come together in the in the pen uh, in the holding cell, everybody but Corey, I think, and they're like, "Oh, and they, you're Antron." aren't you or you're this one and they start to realize
1: and they start realizing like what stories that they've told about this person that they've created about this person that they don't even know and they say that they did all these terrible things with
0: then you see like the one of them breaks down and starts crying and he's like i snitched on you i'm sorry and then he's like i did it too and you like watch as they all like were broken and then they start to like slowly realize They got played real fucking bad. And then they kind of go home and the episode kind of ends. I don't know if there was anything else really in there. But man, it was just so charged. And like... I guess you're just stuck looking at it like... No wonder... Like, we, we review a lot of hip-hop, a lot of classic hip-hop. And one of the things you'll notice is this consistent distrust of the police. But, like, when you have such documented and clear-cut, like, yo, these are black kids, let's make it happen. Just just be, Honestly, just because they were black, that is, or, it, or the Hispanics, right? ethnic. Um, I'm not sure what the right word is here. But, like... Not in white. Just because. The, oh, we can make it work. Nobody's really going to question it too much. And you got to consider it's 89, right? So a lot of people alive today are alive back then. Um, Then we get to like episode two, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is basically like the court case um of the situation and i don't know some parts of it are kind of like less dramatic like this guy's got the this lawyer and this one's got a civil activist lawyer and this one and they all got a different person representing them Mm -hmm. um and you start to see kind of like the impact on the family lives a little bit as they all go home like antron's dad decides he just can't deal with it he's out and he stops coming home because if he's involved in a bad way and he is visibly showing to the cops, then uh, maybe they're going to ruin his fucking life. So he decided he's not going to stand by his kid. And then... Which sucks. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of watches. Everyone's like, I didn't do it. Uh, the lawyers are there. They start strategizing. They decide they want to do separate cases for whatever reason, because they all kind of have their own little selfish motivations mm-hmm. to keep their kid out. And I But at this point, the lawyer doesn't
1: even like she already kind of believes that they're innocent like she's kind of like this is like you know all the proof that you know is kind of you know kind of being shown is very clearly like against you know what they're trying to like
0: but it's not okay but like even that lawyer like if we go to the trial lawyer right as she's like going through the court case you see that her issue isn't that the kids are innocent like it's not what her problem is her problem is i'm gonna look bad because of this i'm gonna lose like how the fuck are you setting me up to lose like let us just realize that these people these these judges like the judge involved all of these people all of the court if like on that side of it none of them gave a fuck if the kids were innocent it's not what it was about for them the judge was right up there with yeah. the collusion too you can see how the judge is sitting there strategizing with the lawyer and the cops and shit and right they,
1: they showed like a picture of like his daughter uh, uh like you know like a white girl you know like you know it's sitting like sitting in like right in front of like the judge's like little like booth or whatever um And so it goes to show that he's very, like, inclined to, like, be supportive of, like, white women and, you know, very, you know, cautious, I guess, obviously, towards black guys or other people.
0: So we also find Mm -hmm. out, because, like, there is this, like, pool of lawyers that have teamed up to represent each kid of varying degrees of, of quality. I believe, like, Antron's lawyer is a diverse lawyer. Yeah. Um, Yusuf gets the, it almost, I I don't don't want to assume, but it felt like maybe a Nation of Islam-type activist lawyer Mm -hmm. that came in. Raymond Santana had the um, guy who wants to be a politician in the future lawyer.
1: Kind of like the slick kind of Hispanic lawyer.
0: Kevin, I believe, gets white boy lawyer. Um, Yeah. And then I don't remember who Corey's lawyer is at all. I know Corey probably had a lawyer, but I can't remember. Uh, So Corey had a i don't remember much about Corey's lawyer i don't know let me know if you remember we'll probably look it up after this still in the meantime so they run through this little council and in this little council of lawyers that are hanging out kind of discussing the case they realize that this case instead of having the normal lottery system of how they get assigned to judges was assigned to a particular judge knowing to basically almost exclusively assign people to rikers island in jail and and such like that like so basically they're rigging this motherfucker from the beginning um then you see them talking as they go throughout the court proceedings and they want to test out certain kinds of evidence like they have a sock and the sock has some cum in it and but uh, it's
1: it's very like it's shocking like when like they find out that there's this sock with semen in it with a uh, semen because like like the all of like the kids and like their attorneys and stuff they have they this is the first that they're hearing about this and so this is very new and very um empowering evidence if this this is DNA this is scientific DNA proving that you know it who was at the scene
0: also the dia the sperm inside of the cervix of the young victim lady it was inconclusive mm-hmm. and it turns out that the dna in the sock doesn't like match anybody right it
1: matched none of the kids yeah so and it's so just like when like that like piece of when that no was given like when he was asking like you know and did it match any of the like the you know the defendants you know the, like the scientist is like no and like i got like chills like i started crying <laughs> like i was like oh my god I'm like this is it like this is the evidence that but, they needed. Uh,
0: so they split up the cases now the, the cop side wanted to do this because they have these tapes audio tapes or video tapes i'm not sure of which i know that Corey's was a videotape but whatever they i have, think
1: they filmed all of them
0: so they have these tapes of the kids confessing but the problem is is because of the way the trial is done, they had to redact a whole bunch of it. So if they split it up into multiple trials, uh, I guess because they weren't all co-defendants, they didn't have to redact everything, which would allow all the tapes to be played in all the trials in such a way that would incriminate it. So Yusuf, Antron, and Raymond get tried together, and I think Kevin and Corey get tried together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy, right? Because like of all of this. Yusuf and Corey are the only ones who know each other. Right. And so all of a sudden, all these strangers are being tried together. All of their lawyers have like motivations. The lawyers also wanted to split up the trial because Yusuf's mom's like, fuck yo kids. My kid isn't like your kids. We're not in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, Raymond Santana's lawyers didn't really care about anybody else's. So he just wanted to win. And then you watch, though, as the court comes on, that it almost seems like everybody really kind of, even on the lawyers of the of the kids, they start to almost, like, fucking just do everything they can here because it's just wrong what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Like, you watch they all the... They see it. They know everybody, it. Like, the, the Latino guy, he was, like, a fucking asshole at first. But it's almost like, you know what? This is fucked up. This is more than just about my political career. And he joins, career.
1: like, their, their fight and, like, you know, what everybody's fighting for. And, like, even, like, when, like, they're, you know, when they walk into, like, all these kids, like, walk into, like, the, um the courthouse there's like all these like you know petitioners uh petitioners is that the protesters right Protesters, um that are you know like cheering them on and basically like agreeing that this is like that they're they've been framed that this is like bullshit, and so it's just crazy that there are you know and there's so much support oh. for them
0: and there was definitely uh, a certain pointed uh perspective against mr donald trump on on this because he takes out a full page ad in the new york times with the specific intent of bringing back the death penalty to kill like these kids like damn that's some shit that's serious shit. like wow you know like i don't even know how to like really think about it Now on the one hand fine it was like 20 something years ago 30 years ago but on the The, other hand the
1: best like like dig like kind of moment for like that that showed up was when um there was that ad for the commercial and you see donald trump and then the woman says oh don't worry his 15 minutes are almost up like his 15 minutes of fame yeah and then you know obviously coming from like a uh, today's perspective that's definitely like, not the case
0: it's just like that's the same guy as the president now
1: like I, he should have been a has been and whew. now he's the president
0: but uh yeah so it cuts all to that um then they go through the court case as they run through the evidence and i think a really pivotal moment is all of a sudden out of nowhere uh antron's dad decides that he's gonna become like the surprise witness to give his testimony about how the cops interfered and shit. Yeah. And everyone's like, yo, Tron's like, I don't even want you here. Fuck out of here. Where were you the first half of the trial? You don't know shit. How do you know you're not going to fuck some shit up? And then, he proceeds to get on the trial and he's like, yeah, the cops coerced me and stuff, but he doesn't bring up his job thing. Like He doesn't bring up his part. He's just kind of finesses the truth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ends up being spun by the, defense, uh, by the the cop side, by going like, "Yo, so essentially, what you're saying about your kid is he's a truthful sign, and we should trust everything he has to say, right?" it's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely it." And everyone just kind of like face palms because they're like, "We got the tapes," and then they play the tapes with the confessions and shit on it. And like, when you watch Corey's confession tape. It's just like, and you watch it in court after, and you're, like, reframed out of, like, the drama of being there, right? Because when you watch it in the first episode, it's done in a way where you're kind of feeling this intense series of emotions. But when they play it in court after... And you're
1: seeing, like, kind of more, like, the, the behind-the-scenes situation, like, what's really going on. But when you're just watching exactly, like, what you're saying, like, in the court, you're only watching, like, just him and, like, just the parts that they've kind of set up. And, like, you even see, like like, there's, like... Like when they're showing these clips that there is like a cut that, you know, a cut frame. And so like something was edited, edited out. And so, but nobody questions it. Nobody says, what was that? That was edited out. You know, like if this is like something that's important to to the trial, like why was this little bit taken away? You know, obviously something was going on that wasn't right. There was just so much proof.
0: It basically was a really fucking weird situation to watch because you consider it from a point... Because you have to keep in mind that if this happened once, there's no way it didn't happen more than once. And then you really think about all the trials out there and a really big part of it that struck out to me is how, how politically motivated everybody was to destroy these kids. Yeah. And if this is the one that got caught, what about i don't know I, I get stuck with those moments where you, you really start to to make it like widespread in your mind you understand how the prison system makes money and all sorts of other shape how like i mean if you look at the 13th amendment it basically lets you use uh prisoners as slaves and shit so slavery is a thing in the usa um and then you look at this this situation and i'm not saying that This case was economically motivated. It was politically motivated because it got national attention from the media. And it's very important to discuss the media because rather than asking questions like, why were five teenagers prosecuted by the police without food and water? Why? Why was nobody investigating that? Instead, it was, yo, uh, black kids fucking raped a white chick and yeah. when you frame the narrative like that with the ignorance that
1: this is very much exists. like just the same sort of story that we would have heard during like the 1960s um, like this makes me think of like the Emmett Till sort of situation like this is 100% the same sort of thing like where a kid was basically set up and framed and just happened to be in the right place at the right time and did something or you know like it's just like these terrible things that happen you know just just because like people need an answer and it's convenient and oh they're black it doesn't really matter nobody cares what they think and you know what happens to them and you know they're not important so just you know it's okay we can use them as like our you know or the Hispanics that you know like we can just use them you know as like our um, to make us look good like this is just like about their egos like this is just such bullshit
0: I just know that when you really consider how how corrupt the whole process of this this one moment can be but more to the point how the media can make it widespread because the media has the power to influence people if you talk to like people in their 40s and above they tend to really trust the news all those people was in their 20s and shit or a little bit younger so all of their parents must have really really trusted the news and when you consider how there was no internet to disseminate the information instantly for you to jump on and learn at this point you basically gonna have the newscasters and the press and whatever is available and you kind of get this glimpse of two sides of the press the mainstream painting it one way and you saw the opposition press like the underground black newspapers and shit, kind of trying to imply or that this was a fucking bullshit job done by the cops which it was but where is the role of the media in looking for the truth in a moment like this and when we consider the today and the now and all the way the media covers these types of events you're still kind of left with this point of there's a lot of racism in the news coverage of yeah. the world maybe nobody wants to talk about it Um, A lot of people want to talk about what the fuck am I talking about. But, like, it's just an ever-present problem. Somehow the role of the media is the judge and the jury, rather. Because those opinion pieces sway public opinion. Mm -hmm. And then the politicians fundamentally need the public opinion to get voted in and shit. So... I mean, even in the police hierarchy and all blah, blah, blah. So like, I just
1: don't understand how, like, there wasn't anybody, like, you know, some student or something that wasn't interested in this story and, like, really following it and understanding what was happening. Like, And I'm sure that there was, but, like...
0: But at the it, same it just, time... I don't know How how is what information because we got to see it from the perspective of what really happened and how the coercion came to be and stuff when you consider
1: how how it
0: was presented to everyone else nobody would have thought to ask the questions because everybody jumped on the lies and was just willing to accept it because yo if you consider how it's framed right it's a bunch of kids in good if i'm not mistaken there's a part where it's almost like these kids come from good homes in the hood so fuck them look the hood It just reads animals no matter who you are. Even the well-off black people in the hood breed animals that rape chicks in the city. Like, it just fit into this narrative that, if I'm not mistaken, was super prevalent in the the crack era times of the 80s and 90s and shit.
1: Yeah. Well, because it was just, like, ongoing racism, but just under a different name.
0: I mean, it's just racism. But, like... I look at it like but it was it, less
1: like segregation and more like oh, it it would just was ignored more. I don't know, like it was but just. But it's just
0: how the public is so willing to accept it and not really think about it because of how it's framed. Because I think like there's a lot of guilt and accountability involved in a moment like that. Maybe I'm not gonna include myself on this one because I was two when it all went down. <laughs> but like when you really think about it how many times in my life have i just seen the news story of buddy buddy and this and that and never even wondered this type of shit right yeah so i think for myself even watching this it's like wow this could get so eloquently put together maybe even with my skepticism i'm still very trusting of shit that maybe i shouldn't be i don't know if that's the whole point of it all but a lot of people are gonna get arrested in the next couple of years. How many times are they gonna be innocent? And the way our justice system works and set up and everything, how many times are the arrests gonna be politically motivated when you know that there's parts of the states where like the public defender gets to look at the case for about ten minutes before representing a person? Ten minutes. And <laughs> these anyway so understanding the complicated nature of this problem that's fueled by a lot of private prison system type shit like i don't know i don't know if new york has a private system like that but it exists in the states and like i said if it happened here gotta have happened multiple times and we just don't know about it yet um anyway and then they get to the end of the second episode and it's the verdicts and shit and uh well, surprise, surprise, everybody's guilty of shits, uh, different crimes. My heart
1: broke. My heart um, broke so hard. I started
0: crying time. at this point, I'm not going to lie, because like, you knew it was coming.
1: I I did not know. I, was, I mean, I assumed something was coming, obviously, just, but... Like I, mean, I didn't not know gonna what the, make
0: a TV show out of the I kids know, not going to jail, but I didn't know what
1: the outcome was going to be, and I didn't. I I don't. I was just praying it wasn't. And then,
0: I mean. and then but they all found guilty of different charges, whether it was assault or whatever. Except for Corey, who gets like really he's first degree shit. Like, oh, he got first degree assault of a woman and whatever. All the all the small charges were dropped, and they just leave, like hit him with everything. All the other four end up going to like these juvier type oh. places, yeah. and he gets. Sent to Rikers Island, which is hardcore prison. In case you didn't know about it, and I mean everybody knows Rikers Island. Um, I assume. But Still. Like
1: at this point, like I was like crying the hardest I have in like years. Like this, <laughs> this was fucking brutal to watch.
0: Um and then, yeah, we get to the third episode, which of all the episodes in terms of intensity and emotions, it's a little oh. bit calmer. It's a little bit calmer. Yes. I felt uh this is basically everybody who's not Corey's story in relation to being in prison then
1: and now sort of
0: yeah so we get all of them kind of in the moment where uh they're like young and you see them in prison and it's all through visits with their family as they describe moments and you see like the family on the outside like you see how for uh raymond i believe uh he and his dad talk on the phone and so it's told through him and his dad speaking on the phone as he gets older and goes through different stuff and they just keep talking about like the dinner and what you had but meanwhile you watch how his dad is married the next chick and uh they had another kid you know and then you watch how like uh you know antron's dad wasn't around or whatever and then like the mom and him are just kind of he's trying to get him through it Mm -hmm. and you know yusuf uh believe has joined the muslims uh and gotten really into that and his mother is just very supportive of him and pushing Mm -hmm. like that but then you're sitting there going yo where's Corey?" And uh, Kevin's pushed to, like, the end of the episode, too. Yeah. So Kevin is also there, and everybody goes through it. Um, Kevin was kind of sad that Yusuf went to the Muslims, and he had to find his own way in life. And it's...
1: But it was just sad. Like, they just felt... There was, there was so much hate that there was that they were feeling towards them, and just, like like you know they didn't do anything you know like they were just hanging out and like all of this is happening and it's just like it's just clear like how this continued to happen throughout their lives and how this incident and how this blame like nothing can take that away because they're always going to be blamed like for like this like, kind of thing and have have had to go through like these terrible situations because it impl- it impacted their entire lives
0: and that really gets exemplified because I, I mean they have a hard time in prison as you can imagine but it doesn't feel like any of those four had the the hardest time it kind of feels like...
1: But they lost, like, their education. They uh, lost their girls. They lost right. their, you know, their relationship, their I, I families. Mean, they didn't have anything to they get out of I'm not trying to, jail. like,
0: belittling that part. I no, meant no, no, how no, the show saying. was displaying it. Like, for the sake of drama, there wasn't a whole lot that seemed to happen. It just kind of showed this progression of each of the four families.
1: Well, and... And um, then they get
0: out of jail and that's and where it on. starts to be more dramatic and i find the
1: the hispanic one what's his name um, raymond raymond he start he realizes that it's you know it's really impossible to to find a job with yeah, a criminal Yeah, that's where and so he he and he's trying to get by and he cannot stay at home because basically like his stepmom is like a fucking bitch and Right. because
0: they um, yeah so they get out and uh, when Raymond goes home, the house is now full.
1: Yeah, and well, so, it's so there's nowhere no for him. To... No, she is a bitch. She she's like calling him a rapist. She doesn't like him. She she doesn't know him. But, but like,
0: but... I, I mean, I understand how that looks, but I don't necessarily feel like she's also like a bitch a hundred percent too, right? Well, no, because all is, of a sudden she's
1: ratting him out, and like she's oh, she she's rats just him out for drugs
0: yeah. later on. But at the same time, it's like she marries this guy whose kids a rapist, whatever, and this is how it spun out. And then all of a sudden he comes out and now there's an extra mouth to feed and you see in between their relationship his almost willingness to take no, on
1: but she's extreme
0: my point is is something that gets brought up in this episode is how expensive these phone calls are yeah 23 dollars a or call 10 minutes. or whatever right and then he's just <laughs> taking call after call almost like every day and he's not worried about how to pay for it so i i'm not trying to like, say her course. behavior is appropriate what i'm trying to say is that it, this is like so the she, taste she has of,
1: to be a little bit more sympathetic to the situation i get that she's probably pissed but and he also
0: her. if you don't remember the dad never told her he was coming home he just showed up one day and just dumped on it, and it was more like the dad's fault and if you were the mom in that moment or that wife lady and you already had a full house and blah, blah, blah. And now this kids here. Do you really want them around your kids with his registered sex offender shit? You know, I'm not I'm not trying to say her behavior was appropriate. I'm just saying that.
1: this is how complicated
0: this is yes i think that's what it's trying to showcase because yeah i agree i was trying to like so after the first i mean the episode's done in a way where it does like two kids and then the next couple of kids but either stories are split from i'm a kid then i'm an adult and then it rolls as they all get out of prison because they were all given i guess lesser sentences and Mm -hmm. whatever and then like so yeah it just
1: goes to show like because of all of that like he decides to turn to drug dealing which is probably not that uncommon because you're realizing you can't get a job but it's like it's,
0: it's so intense like they walk you through the form and it's like you need to mark off that you've been here and he's like are you a felon yes you are and then he like points to like this guy who's on the grill and he's like that dude's a felon so if you work on the same shift as him and if you don't
1: check this box this is what's gonna happen yeah
0: and let's say you don't and you end up working on the shift with this guy it's a breach of you're parole. going to jail i didn't know that like i mean yeah i suppose on some level i knew that felons can't congregate but it didn't make me realize that if the boss is nice enough to hire the felon the one felon at this place that means that if he wants to hire a second felon these shifts can't even overlap to a point where they can't even be in the same room together. Like you don't really think about that. Yeah. In general. Dennis the part where he's a registered sex offender. And if you check this box and you serve shit to kids, you're in trouble because you're not allowed to be in front of any cases that aren't your stuff. And then you're watching like him like struggle through this process of trying to get a job, but uh Raymond interestingly enough had a girlfriend pen pal some girl who thought he was innocent, and then they move in, and then it puts pressure on him to like you know get his life together and find a job and get some money. He can't find the money,
1: and she gets excited because she finds like a place and like you know they're gonna make like a you know pay like first and last month's rent and like and they can have it and it's like this great spot and it's not too expensive, but he's trying to like muster up the money and do it do it fast
0: and so you start selling drugs and there's an earlier scene where you see him talking to like a guy who you know seems to be a little bit of a youth leader who knows he's going through a hard time they were part of like the people protesting uh, when they were in their court case yeah and he's like listen just don't go back everything about this is to make you go back and then you know you see him try for so long and for so hard start selling that crack then the mom snitches, uh, the stepmom snitches him up because he brings the crack into the house, and that was a big issue. He tries to fuck his girl in the house, that was a big issue. Meanwhile,
1: he's trying to move out, and like, she's so, basically like ruining
0: everything. And then he gets sent back to jail, and that's kind of his end. Antron, he goes back, and he finds that his dad's moved back home, and his dad's fucking sick, and he's the mom dying. took him he's back.
1: Like, failure. And you kind
0: of look through that, and Antron, it was Antron the one who meets the girl uh or is that that wasn't kevin no uh
1: i think it was antron yeah
0: i think yeah antron meets this girl and you can see everything about his life is super low-key he doesn't want to go anywhere he's not a hundred percent willing to admit what happened he doesn't tell the girl then when he neglects her for a while she makes some petty ass comment letting him know he knows she knows who he is and what it was about and then that story kind of fades as it kind of like they move off apparently he ends up leaving the city and they go off and she tries to change his name and shit mm-hmm. and it's like but just watching like from that angle now you can't go anywhere and everywhere you go people want to recognize you and you have to like hide because of this stain this public stain that goes on your record and people who have seen your face the things and then if you look at today and now john oliver did a whole episode on the industry of motherfuckers ensuring that if you have a record that if you get googled your record shows up and there's an entire like business around paying thousands of dollars to like something like 20 30 different sites that all parallel do the same thing to make sure that motherfuckers know that you did some shit but on top of that there's the registered sex offender list thingy where you can google motherfuckers and always find out so like there is like a stain on these dudes to the point where they have to hide they can't get jobs um
1: and a lot of discrimination comes on top of the discrimination that they're already getting Getting being minorities.
0: I mean I feel like I don't remember much that was super significant from the story related to Yusuf coming out. He just kind of seems to be out and then I don't really remember. He seems quiet and he's very concerned about Corey and wants everybody to understand Corey's sacrifice. And nobody gets a hold of Corey. Yusuf. Nobody mo- knows
1: where he is.
0: Yusuf's mom doesn't want to help Corey's mom uh, get to him, and, you know, arrange a visit or anything. Yeah. And you know, it's just kind of a mystery what's going on there. And then I, for the life of me, do not remember what happened with Kevin's little plot line in this episode. Um, he gets out of jail, and his sister or somebody has the life of him, or something about his sister. And, I don't remember. I really don't. Well, because don't.
1: she was, like, the one that was, like, signing. She's She vouched for his story, yeah. his confession. Um, and, you know, he was begging begging out of like desperation he just wanted to go home he just wanted to go home he wanted to stop the interrogation from the first episode um and so she signed the interrogation agreeing that this was fine because he i think it was because he was a minor because he was under 14 or 14 and under or whatever um so i think that she had a lot of guilt um because of that that she felt somehow like she had like implicated him um i think i think that's what it was
0: and yeah so i guess the impact of how that can happen still compared to the other ones it didn't get as much airtime and it was tucked in at the end of the episode yeah. so i apologize plus i was sitting there the whole time going where's Corey's story at yo I'm not going to lie, like, I had a soft spot for Corey right off the jump. You saw that scene of Corey getting arrested when he was young, and he's walking by and seeing everyone else in the cop cars and realizing how fucked up his situation is now. Right away,
1: I liked Youssef most because I thought he looked so cool.
0: But Corey Corey just hit me in this soft spot, so I was like, where the fuck is Corey's story at?
1: And Kevin. Kevin just was so innocent. He was just so innocent.
0: Oh, one thing I wanted to point out, too, is uh, I believe it's and Tron's or Yusef's mom maybe it was Yusef's mom couldn't get jobs because anytime she would go through like the interview process yeah. there would be a bunch of phone calls coming in with like hate saying how could you be considering this person do you not no, know it was where
1: it... she was currently working I oh. think. and then she got fired because of that like because of who she was and what she had done which, and what and, her son had done. So it was just like the implications of like which, this whole story, how it just affects more. So, it, it's just like a ripple effect. It affects so many people in different ways.
0: What is most striking about that to me is that's what we see on Twitter all the time now. And I feel like we have this constant love in this society of dreaming, uh, blaming millennials for things like using Twitter to get people fire or being inflamed or being impassioned. Like this is some new shit and what I just saw in that moment there was the equivalent of a bunch of people my parents age Uh, running around and getting this lady fired because of blah 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 reason what her son did but that's exactly what happens today so it's just another fun behavior that was taught to millennials by the people who currently blame millennials for engaging in that behavior fun fact but like there's so many little things like that that get tucked into this show Oh, we're doing a pretty good job for having us watched it once. That's yeah. fucking engaging shit, man. That is, like, you you get glued to it. And I'm not going to lie. There were moments in episode three where tears were coming a bit. Because as much as, like, it might not be so dramatic but in a sense. It's just heartbreaking to yeah. know that they
1: had to go through this shitty shit, like, during such, like, the prime time of their lives for something that they didn't do and how it just so negatively impacted everything around them and you know and especially them and how they're just like free and how they're still sort of trapped in that mentality of the age that they were when this incident happened like they haven't been able to like evolve and grow and move past it like they're still you know they're still quite children in in like their their minds I think they just well I
0: feel like in the adult part like you watch everybody but Corey gradually move past it and get through it like when antron's dad dies they hug and have a moment and and stuff like that where they all seem to have their own ways of dealing with it yeah but then we get to the last episode where we get Corey's story Mm. i'm fuck just it's an hour and 20 i think it's like the longest one and it makes totally sense because a we find out um cory's mom doesn't have a lot of money and so she's not really able to come visit him a lot or make it out there we find out really later on he
1: really needs her he has nobody
0: and like we find out that she was choosing drugs to cope for a very long
1: time and Uh, and his older brother um yeah. who was like, you know, and this is 1989, um, who was gay and, you know, a transgender type person um, you know, sometimes <clears throat> he, like, dressed in, like, you know, as a woman, um and so it was just sort of like this this hatred towards being black and being gay or slash transgendered and it's just like, like,
0: you see like, like this Kevin,
1: whole- like, um
0: well, like, because, okay, so, so through Kevin's jail, not, Ke- pro- not Kevin, sorry, uh, uh, Corey.
1: Corey's, Corey just understood his brother and loved his brother no matter what. But the mom definitely had issues with this.
0: And we learned that because of like these flashbacks that take place. So like Corey's story is like twenty times as tragic as like everyone else's. So like he gets sent to big boy growing up, hardcore fucking gangbanger type, full and of he's, prison. And
1: like we said before, he's not the smartest guy. He's he has like, a he, lot of problems. He really
0: doesn't of- understand. Like, yeah, it, like when they condemned him, he apparently screamed out, "Like this is wrong! You guys like played me! You're gonna get what's coming to you." Spoiler alert: They sort of got what's coming to them. Somebody got fired uh, this week. The blonde lady, I believe. It's the author, right? Yeah, she got dropped from her publisher. So like, the blonde criminal lady. And
1: funnily enough, I was surprised that that that, that woman was um, featured in this, considering that you know, she was one of those ones who's, um I guess she just got off of uh, a conviction. Because she was the one um, where her she paid her kids to go to oh, university. Was she? Yeah, that That's was her. Amazing. That was Felicity Huffman.
0: No, that was the. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, wait. Well, who was Felicity Huffman?
1: The author, the blonde one that was pushing for for like sending the kids to to jail.
0: Right, and she was who in regards to this?
1: The blonde business one who was the author when at the end when. The girl's confronting her with her books.
0: Um, She's... She's her. Okay. Um, (laughs) And then, uh, so yeah, we run through the beginning part where it's, like, Corey's in, like, general population and, like, right away the white dudes just corner him and beat the fuck out of him and, like he realizes that like he doesn't even understand what's going on to a point where in the very beginning like a corrupt uh, correctional officer is basically like let me know what you can do for me and he doesn't even get it he has no idea how this game is played or what the fuck's happening he just gets put into his cell and everything's loud he's the shit kicked out of him and he finds out that if he goes to the infirmary he'll be viewed as a snitch so the next time that something like this happens asked to go to solitary so Inevitably, it happens. It takes a while, but it happens because he starts paying the guard to keep him safe, and he's like, "Look, even if I keep you safe, or whatever." So he starts begging his mother for money because he needs money to pay the guard. And he,
1: it's like the the screams are so desperate. Like he's just like begging her.
0: I'm like, then he ends up in solitary where he's just left to like fantasize, and he meets like this nice guard guy, and he
1: kind of goes a little bit crazy
0: and he's like helping them because they lose the heat for a while and he kind of gets him a chia pet and you can tell that this guard takes pity on him Mm -hmm. He helps him get a job and we see him have a little fight with a dude in like the thing while uh, some music's playing and uh, and he
1: wants to get transferred he wants to get transferred closer so that his mom can visit him more because the jail that he's at is like 350 miles or no, away was, or something
0: uh, it was less than that that's the one he ends up getting sent to and well, then he
1: gets sent to the one that's 20 kilometers more than that
0: no it was a lot more it was more like he was one that was like i don't know or 20 20 minutes he- more yeah but it was like he was already like a he was clo- a lot closer than where he About got 400
1: sent. kilometers so, yeah anyway or miles whatever
0: so he ends up he's at one prison and then he gets told yeah you you're gambling you might end up close or you might end up fucking farther away than even now and mm-hmm.
1: so and then he does he's
0: like well my luck my bad luck's like already hit its max it can't happen i'm gonna take that chance and then he goes to the next prison and you he just heartbreaks even more for him because you see mm-hmm. he's over at and he's away
1: from like the guard who kind of had his back and like that kind of stuff
0: when he gets to that prison he finds out that like they basically one of the guards pays to have the shit kicked out of him they try to kill him basically he survives that and they put basically just stay in solitary we don't want you yeah and like we don't want you stay in solitary we don't want no celebrity prisoners here we don't want your kind we don't want that attention stay here and whatever and then throughout the, uh, the the episode you see him keep going before the parole board where apparently to get parole you have to admit guilt to your like crimes and acknowledge it so having if he did that well then it's like confessing at that point you're like set in stone that you guilty and he, he refused he's like i'm not gonna do that yeah i'm not going to admit to what i did not do which is fair i i get it yeah and just time and well, time it's like again. Well, I mean, he
1: didn't do it at any point. It's like you know, like, like it was already talked about. Like, why would they change their story now? Like, this you know, through everything that they didn't, they stuck to the truth, and I think that was the most important thing that they could have done. At, but it just comes at such a, you know, such a shitty cost.
0: And um, basically. <laughs> He ends up back in solitary, and he starts going through all of these fantasies of his past, and we learn yeah. about his sister, and the moment when his si- oh, brother his brother sister yeah because yeah, he was dressing he like he changes the lady. his name
1: to Marcy, so. and
0: we learn about how he, they like how he, when he die when he the brother dies he like has like almost nobody left to live for anymore yeah like but he his
1: brother gets murdered he was just having like you see him like having this kind of like happy you know. Like, loving kind of moment with his brother, like, in his mind. Like, he's remembering this moment that he had with him. And, you know, how much he loves his brother. And then, like, the next scene, you see him being taken to the, um... What is it called? Like, the the minister or whatever, um... Of, like, the, the jail. And he tells him that his brother's been murdered. And, you know, like, that, you know, and that he's dead. You know, and it's just, like... Heartbreaking. It's just like he just lost like his, you know, the person that he loves the most that, you know, and he, you know, he loves his, he loves his mom, but he really loves his brother and he really looked up to him. And like, that was kind of like his something to live for, something to keep fighting for just so that he could see his brother again. And so like that was taken away. So I think he, like at this point, he's just like, he's had it.
0: <laughs> and then he's kind of just there for a while. And then. One day, out of the blue, uh, the same guy that he fought with, this Reyes guy, just, he looks at him and he's like, you've had hope and faith and conviction for so fucking long. Like, you must be religious or something. It's fucking weird, almost. And then they proceed to... Well, I
1: think that at this point, like, I think that it was, you know, this was... Several years like later, yeah. after like any like you know beef that they had had, and I think obviously that you know the Reyes guy had found sort of like peace, or maybe it sounded a little bit like AA, like he had gone through like something, and he was following his steps, and he because he said, "I really appreciate your forgiveness," and I think that that's something that it's very important for um,
0: people you know, in like AA to Corey have. Corey had like no fucking idea what the guy was talking about because he did not tell Corey. He then just proceeds to go and confesses, and then. They reopened the case, I think it's in two thousand one or something mm-hmm. like that.
1: because well, he and shows them the twin towers. He has the match
0: DNA being matched and everything and so they figure out who it is and then all of a sudden um they realize like Corey's like innocent and everybody's innocent. But like man, it's it's so hard to stress like watching Corey. Like when Corey went to jail, hard jail, he was sixteen and just fourteen years he spent in prison. Uh, basically spending the bulk of that time, time by himself s- in solitary because it wasn't safe for him because he's a sex offender and he's black and it's just like man wow like like and his face was plastered everywhere so like everybody know who the fuck he was and I don't know if, if I there can... was
1: like one guy who was like friendly to him like the guy with dreads
0: but like at the end of the day
1: like he was like I like he knew like he was innocent or like knew his knew or his like story.
0: understood it but the fact that it, like you know none of the white people in prison believed him you know kind of thing it was just it was just very heavy to watch his, his journey through prison i mean it, it justified a full episode to itself for the yeah. amount that yeah. that guy had to go through all because he decided to ride along with his friend and be like yo i'm gonna be, be, be your friend. homeboy yep. and then they get they get let out, um, and, like, whatever. They get exonerated of all crimes. You see him walking around with his fresh new clothes, Corey, at the end. But, like,
1: also you see him in jail, too, when he's, like, before he gets exonerated. Like, he's fantasizing about, like, if he had just made the decision to stay with <sighs> his girlfriend, the girl who he wanted, and, like, just decided, you know, not to go with his buddies and and get riled up and how easy the decision would have been just to be like <clears throat> no i'm going to stay with my girl like how like and it would have like, ju- just been that would have changed he, the path of his life. And then just pictures
0: leg, this whole date,
1: like with her at. Like, at um, up the
0: cell door to like Coney Island. At Coney Island, and, and, and you see before he has like
1: a po- he had a postcard in his um, cell of Coney Island, and that kind of tied back to that. And like he had never even kissed a girl before, and he asked to kiss her, and you're just like, oh,
0: like, because,
1: like I- so he, like just like the innocence of it all
0: and then yeah like he's just there and i don't know man watching his progression and just seeing how you know they beat the shit out of him to force him to confess right they slapped him in the face and shit and he didn't even know what he was doing and then i had to go through solitary like that like solitary confinement in and of itself is some inhumane bullshit I mean, I get it, but, like, you know, the prison system's really fucked up, man. Like, it's just a really fucked up thing. And it's so ineffective. Why? Because you get out, and as you learn, like...
1: Life's even worse, almost, when you, have, you get like, out. You have, like, no opportunities. Like, you're, you're, just, you're just trapped. Like, or you, you can't get do some much. lucky.
0: But then, like, you know, if you're, you're somebody like Corey, whose mom chose drugs over you, and you can't even get anything, any support, any anything, it's just, like, shit. That's some fucked up shit. And then they get out, and then they win $43 million or some shit in 2014.
1: No, and then they're, um, I looked it up because they're still, um, they're trying to get more, actually.
0: But they still got that in 2014.
1: It's 40, 41?
0: And that was the biggest payout in New York City. But you gotta consider it, like, that's thats 2014. They got lettered to jail in the early 2000s. What about all that time in between? Yeah. Certainly now like, they're
1: and like not convicts I'm sure, and
0: whatnot, but
1: like I'm sure I'm sure it's great and it is absolutely um a a grand gesture or like a, you know, a gesture. Um I wouldn't necessarily okay, maybe not grand, but um, you know, yes it's good, but there's no buying back your entire life. Like this this changed their lives. And I mean, I suppose now like this attention drawn to them. I'm sure it's going to mostly be positive, and I'm sure that they'll um, benefit from a lot of like the positivity and like the attention to this story. Um, again, and I think that things will hopefully change and like there will be some like attention brought to like the criminal um, justice system and how it's not working, um, especially for minorities.
0: Uh, it was just that moment where they're out and they have their, they're being honored by Harlem and you just see the five of them with their hands up like that and shit. And i don't know like how do you how do you like make it up to somebody when you robbed them of their life and fucked them up but all of those kids probably have all of those men because like, you see at the last scene like they're giving you the summaries like one of them has 10 kids if you can get to 10 kids that's <laughs> some serious you putting in work if you catch <laughs> you are not Jeff. wasting
1: any time
0: um, i like, well, like, I think it was Yusef is a political activist consistently fighting sense. like the prison systems and whatnot.
1: Yeah.
0: Cory moved
1: down to Georgia. So Cory stayed in New
0: York. He was the only one to stay in New York. And he opened up like a foundation to like support, offer legal and criminal advice to people like him, which 2014, he got a lot of money. And what did he do with it? Fuck off. He did the Yeah, that's a noble ass thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then because of this uh, it was so linda farstein is the blonde chick the prosecutor lady uh she had a book deal writing crime novels and because of this show she lost her job so i think
1: the the publisher dropped her right yeah
0: Mm -hmm. so i don't know about felicity hoffman or anything you were bringing up but this lady no
1: she's but anyways,
0: whatever. I, don't, who, I don't know where Felicity... If they're in the same scandal, maybe? I don't know. But Linda Farstein... No, you know
1: who she is. She's the one who... who's She paid her to get her... I know her to who Felicity Hoffman
0: just... is. I don't know how she connects at all to this story in oh, any way, shape, or, or form. I know that the Linda Farstein lady, she lost her job because of this particular show. Mm-hmm. That I understand. Yeah. Felicity Hoffman i missed something i'm confused still that's not that's fine um this show is extremely powerful i don't really know what else we can comment on i mean
1: like it was i mean this is just i had never heard of this story um and so I, i mean it was just like to kind of go in blind and hear all about like the truth that happened and like just like the just, like the bullshit that was just created, just to clear like some stupid people's names, um, and make that make other people look good at the cost of like children. Like it just seemed like, like I don't know. It just seems like something that would wouldn't happen in my lifetime, and, and yet it did, and um, and definitely probably continues to. So I think that it's we definitely need to do something different because this isn't working.
0: I mean it's just everything about that that story is sad how everybody failed these kids how nobody was held accountable really yeah i mean if the biggest punishment for that situation is lady fucking um lost a book deal like all these years later and this isn't this netflix show isn't even the first time somebody has created media on this so how so like how the how do these people who destroyed these kids lives still get book deals and crap i don't know man like like on the one hand maybe they changed their lives on the other hand it's still you there's just certain things maybe where You've crossed the line where maybe you shouldn't be allowed to become rich and successful in the society's eyes, or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but seeing how that lady prosecuted these kids, and it was all about political success yeah. in her mind,
1: it was, and she, she was just try, like trying to like get them like to look into like negative light. Like just one thing wrong ha- had to like come up, and like she would run with it
0: And the fact that in her life she got to go become a published author and all this other great shit. But these kids, like, well, I mean, they all ended up, I guess, alright at the end of the day. But it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel proper. Everything these kids went through, this just...
1: I just wanted to give them, like, the biggest hugs ever. And, I don't know, like, you just feel so, like, sad that this happened to them. And, you know, like, there's nothing that can be done to, like, you know, fix it or anything. But, you know, I think that it definitely draws attention to the situation that things can happen like this and do happen
0: like this. I just think we need to never allow a moment where the cops or anyone is just able to so effectively twist the situation like that for political gain i mean there's a problem in the system where winning a high profile case like this where locking up five black teenagers for a rape victim like why don't we like boil it down the need for us as a people to crave that conclusion drives prosecutors to get that. It's like, how do you turn them into rock stars? Like OJ's lawyer. Fuck my conquering Cochran? Cochran, I think, or maybe that's not the right one. So that was a terrible example, but I sort of <laughs> remembered. Um, it's just how, how did this, just because it got national attention and the media piped it up, like, it wasn't about the truth. Maybe there should be some kind of uh, rules about how the media reports on things. I don't know, but I feel like you're left with, like, there's too much of this that can still happen today. All of the problems that created that, including Donald Trump, are still around today. And if anything, the, pe- the type of people who created this circumstance in the first place i mean you got to understand donald trump advocating in that ad riled people up it changed how far this prosecuting team was willing to go so in a to way, win
1: this this story this this you know netflix special does have a little bit of political implications too like,
0: oh man there was like four you know, or five like points definitely... where they took shots at donald trump and they did it smart All they did was play interviews of him talking that were just previously recorded.
1: About this, like, things that were going on.
0: It was, like, probably the only thing that wasn't acted in the show were, like, these interviews. And then that scene at the end where you see the real versions of all five of the dudes. I I was bawling. Like, I had to take a shower after because my face was all, like, fucking goopy with boogers (laughs) and shit. So, Jonathan Barnes on the reel.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know, I've had to hold it in a couple of times on this episode here because yo, know, you just think about it and
1: It was heartbreaking. I'm like my heart broke for those kids and just for the fact that they
0: Or imagine if they had gotten the death penalty. For the for the kids yeah. in the states where you can get the death penalty. How many times has this happened? Yeah. A motherfucker's dead now and oops. Oopsie, we killed the guy. Oops. And, like, that's the reaction of people. Well, uh, if you weren't uh, born poor, then it wouldn't have happened to you is essentially the response that you'll get. Or don't be born black, I guess, if you want to avoid dying in that regard. I mean, I don't know. You're left with these frustrating emotions because I know that I don't want to talk about this at work because the arguments that might come up based on the the stance I take on these issues would maybe not be popular among certain of my colleagues like most people's cool and get it but certain people and they often always seem to be in higher power positions might be a little more inclined to yeah but when i think about the event and then twist the facts in a way where like yeah everything was i mean of course maybe this is a bad example i think it's it's empirically impossible to not see how the, the crime situation was, was on the fault of the police. They fucked up. But you know that this won't necessarily change the minds of people, that there could be maybe a systematic issue in how politically driven prosecutors who all want to make a name for themselves are willing to do this type of shit. And maybe like,
1: this is not just happen to these kids. I'm sure this is, you know, exactly like what a lot of these rappers are, are rapping about. Um, like, it's a very similar situation where, you know, where they might just get arrested or somebody might get arrested just because, you know, so-and-so wants to, like, make a big name for themselves, but shit doesn't always...
0: Or it's just all over.
1: I don't know. It's just not fair.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I just think that, look, anybody that's in the kind of position, such as for a judicial system, shouldn't shouldn't necessarily be able to become a rock star off of some shit like that mm-hmm. these are people's lies that are getting toyed with and maybe for a long long time we all believed a certain thing about a certain thing i don't know that i can go back and retroactively judge how people reacted to the news and be fair about it i can't i can only be that's some fucked up shit how can we learn from that so that we don't act stupid when you know that in just other parts of the world fake news is causing genocidal bullshit to go on through whatsapp and whatnot so there are lessons in this show in a real life historical close to home example that can show some threats that we are facing as a people in regards to information flow and susceptibility and willingness to jump on preconceived conclusions just because it fits what we believe regardless to approaching it with a fact driven approach so in an era where everybody's feelings formulate their opinion because the facts don't really matter regardless to what side all sides of the fence including myself are guilty of this all we can really do is hopefully watch some shit like this and learn how learn the mistakes of ignoring the facts of a moment to fit your fucking narrative everybody on on earth should watch some shit like this
1: but the issue is just that it's the people in
0: charge. But it's not just the people in charge. It's th- us as much as them. Yes. Like, it's like saying that the the people didn't have a role in Britney Spears going nuts. No, no, if of If the people course. didn't care, the tabloids wouldn't have tabloid it did. Mm-hmm. That's true. Same thing Princess Diana. If y'all didn't have worshipped her, dis paparazzi thing wouldn't have happened in the same way and i'm and i am making this comparison if people didn't demand this instant justice every time some shit happens before people have the time to do the due process maybe prosecutors wouldn't feel so politically inclined and i'm not blaming people who are the victims of a situation like i'm mostly just like the news reporters like you know like- all of this this cycle this is cycle going on of people like us getting riled up and yeah, let's get that motherfucker. The second we see some shit that happens, like a woman gets raped. And maybe if we just all thought it through a little bit more instead of jumping to conclusions. Look, if it had turned out the kids was involved after the investigation, that's a super different story and it wouldn't have been made a movie. It would have just been five rapists got convicted. But instead, it was just a theory for political gain. Yeah. That political gain and, like, comes they were,
1: from that. Ah. It was just so blatantly, like obvious that it, they that they were innocent. Like their stories didn't match. The, everybody was making up different, different things, different scenarios. They were saying that they were in different places, like with different people. People, different people were the penetrators. Some of them were not. Like it was just like the whole thing was just fabricated. Nothing made sense, and like it was just. Like, at that point, somebody must have been like, okay, like, nobody seems to be saying anything. Like, why are we, like, still pressuring? Like, I don't know. It just...
0: Well, that's it. Why? Because the people are demanding an answer, and we have to give it to them. And then egos kick in. We said it was these people. We can't be wrong.
1: It's very embarrassing. It's very, like, shameful. It's
0: career-ending. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what's true in this world and anyway i i don't know i guess i can go in circles at this point i feel like we've hit that end point of this discussion (laughs) yeah look
1: it's it's worth watching but it's um it's it's going to change your soul
0: (laughs) i mean it's kind of one of those things where unlike a lot of based on a true story things this is like really heavy yeah because it is a true story it this is the story
1: and it's like executively produced by Oprah so you know it's like it's gonna be a tearjerker.
0: but it's you're yeah. just left with the sense that if this could happen to these four or five kids they didn't even know each other ahead of time etc yeah. etc this is why people don't trust the police this is why people don't trust the judicial system because this isn't an isolated instance. This will, this probably happens to this day. I don't know the and frequency. It just goes
1: like ignored, just like their stories almost did.
0: But considering how little we go to the water cooler and uh, discuss the judicial system, whereas, you know, I do know that most people were unhappy with the last episode of Game of Thrones. I don't know. Please don't spoil. I want to read them when he finishes writing them. But like, nobody wants to talk about this type of shit. And that's, I think, the weird part. So good on whoever made this happen, because at least for like a week... People will talk about this at work, and maybe maybe a couple people feel inspired. Maybe we need to get more of these stories out there. Maybe we need to really document and showcase this type of shit more often because I didn't feel comfortable the entirety of the four and a half hours. Like, you got this pit in your stomach.
1: Like, I I got shaky at one point. Like,
0: it just doesn't go away. My
1: heart was, like, racing. My
0: bones were aching. And then even as they're winning at the end, as we can call it, winning, it doesn't go away. And then it just ends, and you're just left with this, like, defeated feeling. And then you go, imagine the moms of these kids imagine that sister lady who had to live with signing that paper when she was just too young to know better herself you know yeah. all of these people and then how many other people in the world in the u.s survey with the highest pr- prison percentage and the population percentage you know all that shit you all know the stats it's just a mind fuck because what this show does really well but I can admit that maybe hip-hop doesn't do the best job at, is the show breaks your fucking heart, as Bonnie said. Yeah. Whereas hip-hop will aggressively point it out in a lot of ways. You don't get enough empathetic, heartbreaking, styled stuff where, like, it's almost empirically not fair. Yeah. And wrong and cruel and inhumane. Like, and all I think words. that
1: this, this, like, you know, if if a lot of people watch this... Um, especially if a lot of minorities who may be like suffering from like this sort of discrimination, I think that if enough of them watch it, I think that there will be sort of like um, a regeneration of of this issue happening and kind of people fighting to stop it, like more people than just Kim Kardashian. But
0: which is crazy that Kim Kardashian's fighting this shit. Yeah. And In a good way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's all good. I mean, if she's got the power to do it, and you know, yeah, people might make fun of her, and she may not be the smartest, good, you she know, keeps person, at but it. she's she's pursuing it, and she's doing a good thing, and you know, people can hate on her, but I mean, I think it's good. But anyways, that's my point. Um, but, but anyways, I think that like i like I, I want to like go and look up like corey wise's foundation and like maybe donate to it like i think that's what it is i think people will be inspired to do something from this um hopefully i think that's kind of
0: the point right i mean we got inspired to make this video i don't know what it does to make this video but if we can use this platform to talk about the real shit that goes on in the world and by the real shit, i just mean the stuff that maybe people don't feel comfortable talking about i can't ignore this kind of thing no more so this is what we can do then what can you do person watching this you might be smarter cooler more attractive and interesting than i you might have much more wealth and success than i maybe you can do something more interesting than i that makes a bigger difference than i while i still try to find my own way to make an even bigger one and maybe if we all Watch shit like this to get inspired and break our hearts again so we feel like we're 20. Because we all stop feeling in our 30s. <laughs> Maybe we can regain that empathetic connection and good shit happens. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just being idealistic. All right. Thank you all for watching. We can just keep going, but we appreciate you being here. Thank you, Mr. Jonathan Barnes, for recommending yeah. this. You definitely made me shed more tears than I thought I would this weekend. Um, <laughs>
1: He's not a better man than you.
0: No, not at all. I I wanted to. I was so proud when I got through the first episode. I did break the second. Guilty. Oh
1: no! Oh, that was you the just, worst. You couldn't. That you was couldn't. The it was just worst. power. I was like.
0: Um. You just keep watching, and you, you chain watch this motherfucker. Trust me, chain watch this. It'll it'll it's hit long. you. Yeah uh special thanks like look sorry feel free to leave a comment and let us know about your experiences i'll, I'll answer you we can have a conversation about it let me know what you think if you have any other stories if you want to challenge my point about hip-hop and tell us about all the sad hip-hop songs on this subject i would also be really curious to to hear those um special thanks to the patrons is Mel c chris prado jonathan barnes linda williams and uh, dj black hurricane they support what we do they get to give us some album requests and for uh, a dollar a month or more you can help us grow and do this more often um otherwise you can hit that subscribe button or the like button if you liked it or you can leave a comment and we can chit chat and all that good stuff and let us know what impactful shows you think are worth talking about maybe not what's most entertaining and fluffy but what is worth talking about because yeah. you think that the message of the show is just that powerful you know what jonathan barnes if you were to get a grade for your recommendation it's a five on five <laughs> um i don't know but yo yeah. that kind of shit would be really interesting to us because it's fun or Fun is a weird word for this episode, but it was fun to learn and grow in this way, even if it's not fun. So, yeah, we'll talk more and have a great day. I don't know what else to plug here. Yeah. Bye.
1: Keep going. Bye.